Hi everyone, and welcome to B Squared C, a podcast celebrating the stories of women of color in the corporate world. I'm your host, Nancy, and I hope everyone is safe and sane wherever you're listening to this from. So last week, I had my absolutely mind-blowing and trailblazing friend, Melanie, on here, sharing her story and the things that have been important for her in her career as a Black woman in banking. Melanie has made some absolutely bold moves um, that are, you know, have led her on the path she is on right now, which I'm super excited about where she's going to go. And she talked about the support system that actually is part of her driving her career um, that has carried her through all of the things that she has gone through. And this includes um, networks uh, of people of color, particularly the sisterhood of other black women, and also having mentors and sponsors. So mentoring and sponsoring is a topic that has been brought up by all my guests so far uh, as part of their success and is indeed one of the big topics for women of color out there. And I want to take the time today to talk about it and share with you some of my experiences and bits of wisdom that I have picked up along the way about this topic. I have been very privileged to be mentored by some really incredible people who continue to support me on my path. And it's really, to me, is an art form almost. How do you effectively engage people who want you to win? How do you get people on your side who want you to win? So let's get into it. So mentorship and sponsorship are really the cornerstones of successful career navigation. I wouldn't be here without the people who have used their power and influence to open doors for me. And I've really learned that you can be as brilliant as as you can be. But without the right people backing you and talking about you in situations and rooms you are not in, you will only get so far. According to a study that McKinsey and Lenin did back in 2019, one of the reasons holding women of color back in, um, you know, successfully navigating to leadership in the corporate world is lack of meaningful mentoring and sponsorship. So we are less likely to have bosses or people who promote our contributions to others or help us navigate organizational politics. The study goes on to say that, though, that this is not always a conscious decision on the part of managers. When people are looking for um, someone to mentor or sponsor, they apply the same rules we use when seeking out new friends. They look for people like them with similar life experiences, which is somewhat human nature, laced with, you know, unconscious bias in there. But it, what it's doing is reinforcing existing gender and racial biases. So the odds seem to be against us. Um, So how do we navigate this complex environment? Today, I want to share with you um, several pieces of wisdom that I have learned along the way in gaining the favor of people who have propelled my career. The first one is having the courage to ask for what I want and need. 
Now, some of you who know me personally may be listening to this and thinking, of course, she would do this because, well, I'm outwardly seem to be very extroverted, right? Actually, I just remembered um, that my high school sweetheart still claims that I asked him out instead of the other way around as is culturally acceptable where I come from. And I do not contest this narrative, really. <laughs> my personality aside, though, I must share that in the professional setting, I did not always have this same confidence that I seem to have personally. I think the main reasons were that I culturally come from a place where you revere people above you and you do not dare to open your mouth in front of your superiors. And also just not feeling worthy of the attention of people who um, seem important. I had to work through this and with practice and time, I learned to pitch myself um, in a, a much better way. And that has gained me a lot of really great mentors. Shout out to my very first mentor in college, Dr. Fumi Olapade at the University of Chicago, who was probably the first person who, whose guidance I asked for successfully. And yeah, it was kind of clumsy, actually. <laughs> I might have stalked her a bit. Not that I am encouraging that, but um, I was working in a doctor's office, in a different doctor's office as, um, you know, assistant. And I would see her all the time. And she's this iconic black doctor um, who is, you know, not all over the hospital. And basically, I wanted to be her when I grow up. So every time I would see her, um, she would be walking somewhere and she'd be like, walk with me. And I'm like, yes. And then I'm telling her about how I want to work for her, how I want to be this famous doctor as well. Um, and it took a while, but um, by the end of the year, she allowed me to come and volunteer in her lab, um, cleaning lab equipment. And because I didn't have lab uh, skills yet, because I was just a freshman, um, after I had cleaned everything, I would actually spend the rest of the time learning lab techniques with one of her people. An opportunity which later turned into a paying job and my thesis work and, you know, opened up a lot of opportunities for me um, and shaped the corporate healthcare professional that I am today. All this because I did to knock on her door, not once, not twice, but multiple times to ask for what I needed. Look, the worst that could happen is people will say no, but I believe in making the ask anyway. And I want to note that this is especially important because from the McKinsey study I mentioned before, you heard me talk about how managers look for people to mentor and look for their likeness. Like literally, they may be actually looking to spend some time on, on this topic for their own development, right? Um, and yeah, because there is so few of us who even look like us, um, we don't get noticed at all, which means this skill of walking up to people and asking for what you want is so paramount and so important. The second piece of wisdom is being strategic about who you ask. You just don't ask anybody and everybody to be your mentor. Think about what you need to learn and then show up to that person having done your homework on them. And most of all, prepare a good ask. And the best way to do that is thinking of two things. The first is, okay, you want this person to mentor you, but what value are you bringing to the table? 
Now, this is a tough one because most people are conditioned to think of mentoring as thing, something that is selfless, that people just like love to do for no reason. Um, and people sometimes make their approaches with some sort of entitlement. This actually happens to me a lot um, when people approach me with the expectation that because I'm a woman or I'm African or I'm black, um, you know, I should help them. But that's not how this works. I learned in my experiences that nobody owes you their time and space ever, and you have to treat it with respect and delicately. Mentoring is actually an exchange of value. Um, so always think about what are you bringing to the table as well? What's in it for the person you want to be mentored by? That is, for me, what has made the best mentoring relationships that I've had. So let me give you a recent example. Um, which I'm very, very proud of. I am currently in a mentoring relationship with the chief marketing officer of my company, who is one of the two women in our executive leadership. And this is what happened for me to approach her. Well, obviously, she's a woman in the C-suite, so that's who I want to be in the future. And I really sat down and thought about what I wanted to say to her um, in approaching her. So I wrote this email. And honestly, I sweated this email so much. I edited it for like a week and I just wanted to make sure that I'm very clear um, on what I'm asking her. And I boiled down my value to her in three specific points. The first was that she's someone coming from outside of the healthcare industry into our company. And I, on the other end, have worked in healthcare my whole life. I'm a scientist by training. I've done an engineering job. I studied policy. I've worked in many different countries and now I'm in business. I have a very diverse perspective that she would benefit from. More so, I came into my company through a traineeship. So that was my second point. Uh, so the traineeship took me to three countries, three different businesses. And now I actually work a job that has a view of the company that is very broad. So I thought she could gain um, that perspective for me as well. Lastly, I pitched myself as a member of the Millennial Network um, in our company. And I am, you know, the founder of one of the largest employee resource groups for women. Um, and she doesn't get to work with people like me in her day to day. So um, I would also provide that view from her. I sent the email on a Friday to ease off the pressure of me waiting for her reply. <laughs> Um, and now, yeah, the rest is history. We're now two sessions into our meetups and it's, um, it's going really well. So I think the key things were just how clear I, I was in, in my value proposition to her and I'm a marketer too. So this may be where this comes from a little bit. Um, but, um, I think it's quite an important point, and I always look for those, uh, you know, indicators as well when people reach out to me. The second thing on what makes a good ask is, uh, what are your goals for this relationship? Now, I had to go through a few failed mentoring relationships that died because we had no goals. And I learned that it is very important to 
right from the start, set up what you want to accomplish from a mentoring relationship and be clear about it um, and also be the one who maintains it because it's going to be your responsibility. I want to share with you a tactic I use, which is actually going topical in my mentoring relationships. Now, what I do is that I have different people mentoring me on different topics that I have identified as areas I want to learn something in. So for instance, with the chief marketing officer, I asked for guidance on building executive presence. I am a young leader in the company. I've already been put on quite some big stages and I've been terrified out of my life. How do I prepare for things like that? Um, and, you know, make sure that I uh, stay on message in situations like that. Then I have a mentor for uh, specific leadership uh, and people management strategies because I actually lead a whole organization where I have a team that I work with. Um, and then I also have a mentor who I just talk about overall career strategy, where I want to go. And I have several other topics um, as well. Now, what this tactic has helped me do is, uh, well, first off, it helps me use the time that I get with my mentors very effectively. So be those 45 to 60 minutes every month or month and a half, um, we really get down to business <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, and I'm always prepared with a specific challenge uh, when I approach them. And each moment they get to know me a little bit better. Secondly, it has helped me to grow my network effectively um, across the company. So all my mentors at this moment are actually inside the company and I have others outside as well. But that's just one way in which I have set myself up. This works for me. It might not work for other people, but the point here is, you know, um, be very specific and have set goals for your mentoring relationship. My very last piece of wisdom on mentoring is to leverage your peers. I think we're all conditioned to think that mentoring is a one-way thing that goes from top to bottom in terms of experience or, or age or time. But I have learned that the people around me um, can add so much value into my life than I thought before. Peer-to-peer -peer mentoring is one of the most untapped resources in your career journey. Now, I want to give a special shout out to all my peer mentors who have helped me plan a negotiation and edited, uh, you know, a letter of motivation for me. Oh, and um, shout out to two people. Brigitte, you helped me to edit my email to the chief marketing officer. Um, so thank you for that. And I want to give a special shout out to Ashley, a fellow badass corporate black woman who is also an entrepreneur. Ashley and I have monthly branches where we share what's going on and kind of problem solve any challenges that we are facing, um, you know, on either end of uh, our journeys together. And you will all meet her at some point on this podcast, actually. Okay, so I know I said that last part was my last bit of wisdom, but I actually have one more thing to share. And it's addressing the focus of this podcast, which is what happens when race meets gender in the corporate world. 
So I know most of you women of color listening are looking for mentorship in other women of color, which is fair. Uh, you have shared experiences, a shared reality. And um, if you know anything about this topic, you know that the playbook for navigating the spaces is very different than uh, for us than for other people. But here is the reality, though. There's too few of us right now to get the support we need. I mean, yeah, you could be very lucky that they are senior or people of color in senior places in your company, but for most of us, there isn't. So I've actually learned to be open to forging these relationships outside of just, um, you know, women of color. And this advice also applies to uh, women in general as well, like going to forge these relationships with um, men um, around you. You can still learn a lot from others who are not like you. And for me, these relationships have been an opportunity to expose others to my reality and continue advancing the inclusion conversation in the spaces that I am in. Okay, that's it from me on this topic today. Um, I know one thing we didn't do is actually talk about the difference between mentoring and sponsorship. And uh, there's so much more that we can cover on this topic. So I'm pretty sure I'll be back with... Um, uh, with the same topic again soon. But to just reiterate the uh, main points from this episode, um, the three bits of wisdom that I shared with you today that has made my mentoring relationship so fruitful is first, being bold and asking for what you want. And secondly, being strategic about who you ask and what you're asking for. And the two elements to this can be um, are to be very clear on the value you're bringing to the table and your goals for the relationship. Lastly, leverage your peers. They are a gold mine of advice, support, and just ways to look at situations that you may not have seen at all uh, because they can see to the same level as you. Now, these principles can also apply to personal relationships, by the way. So try them out and let me know. Good luck out there. That's it for me this week. Thank you to my guest from last week, Melanie, for inspiring uh, what I shared with you all in this episode. Actually, not just her, but um, all the guests that I've had on this podcast so far. It was a long time coming that we talk about mentoring, um, you know, and, and sponsorship. And if you like what you heard today, go ahead and rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it from and also share it with your network. Let me know what resonated with you from um, the tactics that I am using to get people to um, support me in my career. And I'll be back next week with an interview with another badass woman of color in the corporate world. For now, I'm your host, Nancy. Be safe, be empowered, and stay inspired.